<laughs> oh boy, here we go. Hello and welcome. This is the weekly recap. <laughs> this is week number, somebody give me a number. 58. 58. That's actually the Big Hurts number. And No way. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> was, I think it was like 45. Oh my uh, god. We've 25. been having a lot of fun talking about Nugenics for the last 15 <laughs> minutes. Please sponsor us, Nugenics. Yes, Nugenics. I will. I will totally talk about old man boners all the all the time <laughs> so, if we get some money out of this. Oh boy! So we have welcome. So everyone is in studio today. It's a big day. So we have. Uh, it's Sunday night. Um, a lot of us are off tomorrow, except for Austin. But you know. oh, you're off tomorrow? Yeah, I had a call off. No, because no, because I have to get a car, <laughs> which I didn't even tell you that story. No, but that's okay. We'll get to that after the podcast. That's that's oh, post podcast right. talk. Yeah. So. We're all here. Uh, Jake flew in from Oregon uh, Friday. Yes, I'm back in town. First Jake, time um, first time he's used the mics. Yeah, this so. is the first time. So last time I was in town, we tried to use the mics, and it didn't really work out so well because the power went out as soon as we started the podcast. Right, so like we hit record, and it just, boop, done. So now we're back in town. I brought some Portland beers. I was in Portland. Great last notion. Honestly, one of the Got most some great stories to tell about Great Notion on this podcast. And also, Austin is here. Hi guys. And that's it. Let's move on. <laughs> Just um, hi, Austin. Welcome back, friend of the podcast. We're all we're all like all loopy right now, but we haven't even had that much alcohol. We were just talking about Nugenics. right? So we did start off the evening with a cheer team from Three Floyds that. Uh, one of kind of got overlooked because of the stout that we just had, but solid it, New good. England. Yeah, I love. I also. I, I will say I love the bottle. I think it's, it's a good fun. New England. I. It's like Red Stripe, but like a sixteen ounce version. Yeah, it's like the little fat boy bottles. I love them. Um, a thick boy. A thick boy. A thick, I wouldn't it got say. A thick I wouldn't say that it's like one of the better New Englands I've had, but for three. I just. Floyds, I, does, I think they, they kind of do a lot. Very, of, they're they, very consistent. They do yeah. a lot of different styles, and I feel like they do them all pretty well. Um, yeah, that one. I'd say it's a passable one. It's not like a yeah. memorable, like oh, I I need to have this every time I go there or anything like I that. I think I think that was so an interesting conversation that I had. So Jake and I have been seeing a bunch of family today. Um, the one thing that I thought was interesting was so we saw our cousin Matt who. Who's a he's more of a casual craft beer drinker, nothing like crazy, which I, I feel like he's kinda like Austin. Like he'll yeah. go and he'll get these things, but like he's not going to like breweries like we are consistently. Right. He's not reaching out to try different things right. every weekend so and stuff like that. He yeah. was he was saying like I think it's interesting that we're seeing East Coast breweries start doing like more West Coasty styles and West because I was telling him about all of the um uh, the New England styles that we had at um, Black Hammer. Black, Black Hammer, yeah. Black Hammer, yeah. Mm-hmm. Black Hammer in San Francisco. Um, and you said you had a lot of really good hazy IPAs when you were in Portland. So, um, which it's... Uh, I, I feel like we haven't seen much of, like, the, the West Coast style here yet. And I feel like that was something we were interested in seeing. Like, I feel like it's kind of been moving there. Like, it, I mean, I it, it's it was a big step, I think, this week for Dancing Gnome to come out with uh, Swinging at Strangers. Because yeah. that, like, that is, that's, it's, it's, it's different than what they've and done it's before. it's closer to... Closer to a West, West Coast. Coast, yeah. If you look at, say, a beer like, uh, we, we brought this up earlier today, Chinooki from Full Pint, that's... Yeah. That's like a pretty West Coasty style IPA. It's, a, it's I would a say really, it's closer to standard. It's like, a really dank, you know, piney, piney IPA, yeah. right? And and I think that in the beginning it was like, oh, what can we find locally? What can we source? 
you know, we're not trying to go across the country to find hops. We're not trying to go across yeah. the world to find hops. Now that everything is so accessible and the craft beer industry is so worldwide, even at this point, mm-hmm. you can you can get all these hops like pretty much on demand. And I get that there are contracts and things, and, and it's a little bit more difficult to find some of these hops and things. But it's it's everybody's sort of uh, it's a, a big collective, right? So yeah. you can find if you, if you want to use a specific type of hop, you can just say, hey. You know, can I buy some of the hops that you have, or or part of your contract and things like well, that? Well, and I think and the like big even, thing I now, hope, and I think if Trevor is listening to this, he'll he'll be able to sort of speak and to I, what we're talking about. He I, and I'm not that sure was, about that, but I, I'd imagine that if you have a contract for a certain number of hops or, or whatever, and you don't use all of them, or you're not, you don't have enough beers that you're going to brew with that specific type of hop, that you can sort of shift it around. And oh, for sure. I mean, they, they do that with the with the grains already, for sure. Yeah, right. So what I'm saying is, like, it's especially now, like, maybe five-ish years ago or even, you know, further in the past, it was more difficult for people to get hops from all over the place. But now East Coast breweries have access to West Coast hops, and, you know, West Coast breweries have access to hops from all over the world. So Yeah, I mean, and I would like, say... It'll continue growing people will continue innovating and all that kind of stuff and that's that's what's cool about the the beer industry is that like there's no limit to the amount of innovation that you're going to see yeah but at the same time though you had like budweiser buying up all those breweries a couple of years ago and what they were doing is they're trying to control the the supply chain so you have these hop growers that are only selling to anheuser-busch breweries now or you know that kind of thing so you have to kind of make it work and that's where you see these new hop varietals come out. Like, yeah, I think they've been able to to make some really great beer with those. So you know, it's it's nice that they can kind of take that backdoor route. Yeah, I mean, you can you can sort of know. right, and you can sort of tie that back to like you think about like farm to table. Oh, absolutely! You know, yeah, like uh, the hop like farm. Right, hop like, farm is like a prime gonna, example, they're, and of they're going to continue to be places like that that develop their own hops and that kind of stuff, yeah. or they work with farmers who are. You know, there's more. Yeah, there's into a lot of local the smaller, farms. The smaller players, because they're a smaller farm or whatever it is, and and that's what's cool about the the growth of the the smaller players in the craft beer industry. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's let's talk about this beer though. Oh my god. Um, so yeah. So let me just give a little yeah, bit of background. Some, so yeah. I uh, I was in Portland this past weekend for Memorial Day weekend, um, and spent spent a little bit of time there. There was one thing I kept saying to everybody that I was with. I was like there's one thing I want to do in Portland and I want to go to Great Notion. That's the one brewery that I kept seeing th- so I was like breweries in Portland and it was like all of these lists ranking the best the best breweries and all this kind of stuff. And I I'm not sure They've been around for I want to say a couple of years. I don't think that they've been around since They actually have two locations. They do. I found yeah, this two, out. Yeah, uh, is it the, is Portland the original? Are they in another city? Because I think they're no, two think tap rooms in Portland. Portland. Oh, but it's like just different areas. Of yeah, I thought they had. A, I thought they had a Canadian tap room too. I I, I can't confirm that, but I did. No, I did I see. I, I the only thing I know is there were two tap rooms, and I asked Jake, and he he was like, "What do you mean?" And I, was I like, There's no, two. I confirm. Yeah, but no, you I, did. I, you I sent, did, you right. sent me my my your your location. So, so maybe I maybe I just read it wrong. No, that's but yeah, I mean. so there there are two tap rooms that they have in Portland. So 
the one thing I wanted to do there was Great Notion. You know, I had heard so many good things about it. I brought it up to Nick, and Nick was like, oh, yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about their stouts and that kind of stuff. Yeah, so, Hop Culture's so been on there, them for a, a, a minute. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. So if you if you go to Hop Culture's top five breweries in Portland, Oregon, you find Great Notion. Because I think they've only been around maybe five years. Like, if they've been around for five years, that's a lot yeah. to me. Like, I, I don't think they've been around that long. I can't confirm that right now. I don't. Have Sarah took the can. So. <laughs> okay. So I wanted to make sure that I brought some stuff home, uh, and I did. I uh, while I was there, and I'll I'll try to get into this a little bit later, but specifically the beer that we're drinking right now. This one is called Double Stack, and this is Double Stack Maple. From what uh, Trevor was talking about today, when we we brought it into some of the people from Dancing Gnome, he said that they do some varietals of this so i think that double stack is like the base and they kind of they do yeah they do some different like this 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 is heavy on maple it it basically tastes like you're drinking breakfast it's ridiculous it tastes like maple syrup it it has what i love about it it has some like dark chocolate because i love dark chocolate it has some dark chocolate at the end same the 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 finish is is very chocolatey but it's it's very easy drinking it's 11 percent, which is just ridiculous and i can't taste any of the alcohol it's it's not barrel aged or anything like that but it's very smooth very very good i i'm looking forward to trying to get a couple of the other varietals because i'm sure that they've done like a chocolate one vanilla trevor said possibly blueberry right so so, and i'm sure that they they do a bunch of different shit like that so that's what I've provided everybody uh, to start off with here, and we had it, like I said, we had it a little bit earlier today, oh. and yeah, I think that it would be a, maybe a little bit better if it was a little bit warmer. I agree. I Because um, um, I feel like stouts, you know, you lose a little bit of the flavor when it's too cold. Yeah, yeah, I feel like it doesn't develop enough if you're drinking it at a colder temperature. You get more um, of, like, the subtlety and the complex flavors that, because yeah. there's, there's so many things going on in this beer um, that... You don't really get when it's too cold, but that's sort of what we're what we're starting off here. Um, I'm excited to be back in town. It's yeah, been, it's just a light, a light a 11 percent stout to start off the podcast. Yeah, just you a know, casual, just a casual, casual drinker. drinker. You know? Right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, like a we do boy. have plenty of other things to try, Jake, other than just stouts. But um, I will say this: this one blows uh, breakfast buffet out of the water. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. <laughs> I, I really liked Breakfast Buffet, though. I still think it's one of the yeah. best Hitchhiker Stouts. Yeah. But what Period. does that say about Hitchhiker? Here's, so, right, here's what I said to Alex. I was texting him while I was at Great Notion. They make, I think, the best sours I've ever had. Which is insane to me. And it's, cra- it's crazy for me to say that, but it really is... I feel like it's true. What I was saying to Alex is, it's, it's like if Hitchhiker... And Hitchhiker has a pretty good reputation. I feel like... They've been around enough, and they've been at a lot of festivals, probably nationwide at this point. Happy five years to them, by the way. Yeah, happy happy five years. Hitchhiker. We said that last week. We, though, I, I went to Hitchhiker for the first time when I was living in, in the south side, so I, I took a trip all the way down to the South Hills. And All the way down to the South Hills. It might as well be the uh, fucking from the Siberia. South side, it like is. It <laughs> is, though. From the North Hills, it's, it is, though. Oh, it's a yeah. fucking hike. I will say, Brew Gentleman is only 25 minutes from here. That's yeah, from here, it took me fucking 40 minutes to get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's a that's little bit That's fine. Dad does that every day for work. I know. God Both damn it. Two ways. Jeez. 
Anyway, get on with it. So yeah, anyway, and he also figure, walked to school uphill is, both ways too. So yeah. figure that one the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, right. In the snow with his sandals on. Yeah, he wears that shit all the time. Cargo shorts, so anyway, jean shorts. Yeah. I, I've George. always seen shorts. Painters. Hitchhiker. Hitchhiker's a great brewery. I love it. It's you know I've been I've been following them for like years. Let's see now. how much we can get Jake off topic. Right. <laughs> no, he's getting to the point. He's I know. Just Go taking ahead. a roundabout way to getting there. Roundabout. I'm sorry. Roundabout. Mm, good brewery. Great notion is what Hitchhiker wishes they could be. That's tea, actually. That's tea, actually. All right. They they make they make better sours. They make better IPAs. They make better stouts. And don't get me wrong, love Hitchhiker. It's yeah. it's such a cool spot. Yeah. That's the thing. Like taking over an old brew plant is something that not a lot of people would be able to do and be successful with because right. you 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 kind of have to live in the shadow of like what it was, and you have to be like. Oh, I'm gonna take this over. I'm gonna be the next yeah. big thing that's gonna right. come through here. And if you're not successful, then it's not gonna yeah. work. You and have they to. Are. I mean, they're very successful and they yeah. make very good beer. Right. But that's not a dig to no, Hitchhiker. It's not, I think it's not a, a dig on Hitchhiker. It's a compliment to Great Notion because Great yeah. Notion makes some of the best beer in the country, and I will stand by that. Yeah, it's still tea by definition. Um, the two beers that I've had from them, this one and the JB, probably two of the best beers that I've had in the past. Yeah. Three so months. The only thing I would Six say months, is, is I, I thought that Nick and I, and I will stand by this, I thought that the the double that we had called JB, which you think is, is juice box, juice box it, it, it was good. It was super smooth. I could crush a ton of those, but it left me wanting a little bit more. Like there was something that was missing. Like, it was like some bitterness so they, or something. Like so, we talked a little bit about and that's Black nitpicking. Hammer. That's nitpicking because it it like I I felt like I was drinking water. It was we, so smooth. Like right, and we talked a little bit about Black Hammer and how we liked a lot of their IPAs and how they were all a little bit different. That was the biggest thing that Alex and I took away from going to Black Hammer, which. It takes a Is lot in, of skill to to differentiate that style because I think they can all kind of get blend together, m- like yes. muddled together. You know exactly for and, sure. For sure. And what Great Notion does very well, and if I, I can show you a picture of the flight that I got from there, I had three IPAs, and they all look exactly the same, but they okay. all tasted wildly different. Hmm. And that's what I really like about it is that they have a little bit of variety, even. Among the similar styles, I just really want to go to Portland now. <laughs> yeah, no. Af- after trying this, I really want to see. The I, would place. Lo- I would. I would meet anybody like, in Portland anytime you want because it's it's a cool city. Like one of the most beautiful cities I've ever seen. There's there's a bridge that you cross to sort of like you you kind of loop around and come back into the city. And if you're sitting on the left side of the car as you cross this bridge, you look directly down on the city. And it's one of the craziest skylines and like views of a city that I've ever seen. Mm. And like you can go to if you go to like Hoboken and you look over across into New York, that's also one of like the best views of a city that you can get. But sure. In terms of especially coming through the, coming through the, the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Yeah, I mean Pittsburgh's that's, right there. Right, you know, a lot of places have that. Plot. But a great but you think about plot. like for Thank me you. for me if you think about like Boston, there's only a couple of ways to get into Boston. You come if you're coming in I ninety directly into into the city, it, it sort of all starts to blend together. There's a couple of uh, skyscrapers that are a little bit further away from the actual downtown, so it sort of feels like you're in the city, but you're not really in the city. And there's not really a good like. There's not a moment where you're like, "Holy shit! Like that's the skyline. That is Boston." 
With Portland, there's yeah. a moment where you're just like, holy shit, that's the city, and it's beautiful. It's the city of roses. They have roses lying in the highways. It's ridiculous. I know that. Anyway. And they don't have basketball to distract you anymore either. That's true. At this point, you just go for the beer, that's, and it's you can focus yeah, on and, it. Yeah, and that, the one thing that I regret is I didn't really get to see a lot of the food, or I guess taste a lot of the food that they have there, because I, I know for a fact that they have a bunch of really cool, hip, like, restaurants that are doing a bunch of different weird things. Um, that we didn't really focus on too much. It was, when you're your first time in any new city, you kind of just want to, you know, like, party it up, live it up. Yeah, yeah, you want to you experience as much as you can, right? right? And that's sort of what we did. It might be good for us that you didn't get to try the food. We don't want another Seattle situation. Oh, another <laughs> Seattle debacle. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Let's not even. Let's not even go down. Austin, was the, only, Austin was the only one that listened to that episode. I was here. Oh. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. I didn't listen to it. <laughs> anyway, I just partook. I mean, you don't have to listen to every episode. Although I will say, thank you again to everybody for continuing to listen to us. Um, we've been a little bit dis- disjointed lately, but. Um, we're going to be more regular about this. Sunday nights is going to be the spot moving forward here. Going to have it up on Tuesday, hopefully, um, without too much uh, too much of an issue. And uh, we're going to start trying to get back into the routine of maybe like some segments and things like that. But um, right now, we're we just cracked an Alpha King. Three Floyds. Three uh, Floyds again, a Three is... Floyds one. One of the places that I haven't been yet and I really need to get to, Munster, Indiana, kind of an obscure city, not really that easy to get to. It's 45 minutes outside of Chicago. Jerry from Parks and Rec goes to Muncie, Indiana, right? On vacation? It's not Munster. Yes, it's Muncie. Muncie, okay. (laughs) Thank you. It's close enough, though. Um, But they... You took your vacation to Muncie? (laughs) They make some of the best beers... I would say some of the best clear beers. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Let's, let's they they, they very, know how they to do stick to their style, yeah, and they do yeah, it. They very do it so well. well. Like honestly, like Zombie Dust, you you say it all the time. Like it, it can't be beat. It's probably the best phenomenal. Like I've had one that was Daisy like, Cutter. For Daisy months. Cutter is going to be right up there. Oh yeah, those it. two are very neck and neck for me in terms of um, pale ales because not not a lot of people do a ton of great pale ales and even like the New England style pale ales. I'm not. That's that's as one like I I I would love people to make more pales and I feel like I've said that before. Right. And I just I want a pale because they're like just so crushable. Like they're they're almost like. I don't know. It's just something easy to drink that's not like a session, you know. But like sessions sometimes give you... And they're so consistent, and that's what I love about it, right? Yeah. And and I feel like I've talked about this before. The thing that, you know, you can hate on, on like larger craft beer, even like some of big beer, but you know what to expect every time you have it, right? There's never going to yeah. be a bad batch but of they, certain things. So they also have a very well-established brand, Right, like their brand is very on point. Like all the artwork looks very similar. I mean, some of these are like, but it's, guest it's still di- like it's still different. But yeah. they they stick to a very similar style and uh, like that. And we talked about this what the last time we podcasted or the a couple times ago. Um, just the importance of branding and when you have something like that, plus you make phenomenal beer, like. How could you go wrong? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And the, and the thing with that is, too, like, we were talking about a good West Coast IPA. And 
this is probably one of my favorites that they make, right? Like it's a, it's a like six and a half percent, you know, just super crushable, really solid, clear color, a little bit of malty flavor, super dark, you know, dark, like Austin seems to be enjoying it. Getting to um, sort of an amber. Definitely always. a more yeah. malty pale. It's, yeah. Is it a pale or an IPA? IPA. IPA. Yeah. Oh, so is it a pale? I think it says pale. Yeah. Oh. But a, a lot. Right, that's, a lot it's a thing that you don't really see though. a lot, and and it's interesting because you know obviously Indiana is like middle of the country, so they're not. They're not west, or they're not they're west not coast. East, they're not east west, coast. right? Like, so they're so, quite, they're sort of in yeah. the middle there. And, um, but these guys have a culture around them too. Like Dark Lord Day was two weeks ago, and they they sell out the festival in minutes every year, and. It's one of those experiences like no other when you go there, right? Like we talked about this at I th- at Infinitum because the like it's the first festival that I ever went to that I was really like experiencing it, and it's not like this. It's not the hop, hop culture like in and out type of festival where you're there for three hours, you try a bunch of different beers, and you get slammed. Yeah. It's an I, all day event. It's an you, experience. You you go, you camp the night before, you get there at six a.m. You stand in line with your buddies, crushing line beers. Everybody's passing bottles back. There's a line of stuff on the ground. Like you get into the place, and it's just this giant field of people hanging out and just sharing beer and like waiting for the next big tap to come around, like that kind of thing. It's super cool. The one thing I. I would be interested to see if, so, so it is a it's it's basically a metal festival and a beer festival. Yeah, it's a metal centered beer festival. Correct. So, I, I think for me, I would go like once, and and I've talked about it on this podcast. Like, for me, at this point in my life, after going to like a handful of beer festivals, I do not think they are worth it. And it's interesting to me that you would go back and have gone back. You've been multiple times. Twice. Twice. So, like, that, I think that goes to show. But but you also do have, like, an interest in metal music. So it's sure, like, yeah. It's, very, it's a very specific clientele, so it's interesting that they get the crowd that they get all the time. So I want to I continue this conversation because we... we Dove into it a little bit, not on the podcast, but when we were all just kind of casually speaking about beer festivals and things on FaceTime a couple of days ago. How do we feel about hop culture and and what do we think about moving forward where beer festivals will go? Because beer, fe- beer festivals are, it's a great time. A lot of people will go strictly for like the only reason they're going to go is, is just to get drunk. Right. Right. They, they, they see it as an opportunity to pay a not insignificant amount of money, but you know, not, it's not cheap. It's not a lot. It's not, it's not a ton, but but you get your money's worth if you drink a lot. And that's the thing. Like when I go to these beer festivals and I can see all of these breweries that I've been, you know, Clamoring over for like fawning years, over right? on Instagram and stuff like especially that. from hop culture because because for me I know all of the big players in the craft industry and they go to a lot of these festivals you, you know you have like Jay like Wakefield and yeah Jay Wakefield and you have um, cigar like even Cigar City is like a bigger craft player at this point but they like they'll show up to some of those festivals and and you have a lot of these these powerhouse breweries on the West Coast and the East Coast they're always sort of teaming up and coming together to, to meet at these festivals. But I feel like it, it starts to lose its luster when you have 
four, five, six per year where they're getting the biggest players. So what I like about what Hop Culture does is it's almost never the same place twice, right? Like they've done the birthday party two years in a row, right? They they did the dancing gnome like the the first anniversary and the second anniversary. So I'm sure they'll keep that one going. But they went to Cinderlands. They went to in Boston. They did uh, Spooky Brews, and then they go back and they do um, what's the one that's up there? Is it this weekend or was this weekend the the, the getaway? Island, the island, island getaway, getaway was yeah. in uh, like Maine. Right. Um, yeah. They're they're not going to the same places every time, which I think works. Because you get to have different people there every time. Yeah. Now, I mean, if, if there's one in Pittsburgh and it's you know reasonably different from the last one, I'll think about going for sure. The Dancing Gnome one I will always go to because it's a freaking Dancing Gnome. I love those guys. But I don't know that I'm going to go to two or three hop culture festivals a year. So yeah, and I, I agree. Th- okay. So uh, I... And I, I, it's actually shocking to me that after only a year and doing, like, it seems like they're always having a festival, but it's always, like, different people. There's so many people that are a part of the craft beer culture now. Like, it, it's not, I'm not saying, like, they should continue to do it because it's, like, a big, like, because they get a lot of money out of it. I don't know if they get a lot of money out of it or if they just like to do it, but it seems like they're getting out way too soon. Like, just, like, only a year, like, it, it seems so quick. You know that they are, uh, they literally just posted a um, job on Hop Culture for a Juicy Brews event coordinator. Yeah. Okay. So they're not ending but, it by any means. Right, it's but it, not sounds like they're, it sounds like they're shifting and they're their pulling, focus. They're, right, they're pulling back. They're and, pulling resources away from that kind of thing, so it's definitely going to, like... They've clearly been so successful. It's just, it's very, like, I'm not saying, I I don't think it's gotten to the point where it's, like, too much. Because people are still going. They're still getting the best. And there's so many great craft beer players that you could do it for a long time. And I, I just don't think, like, I think people are still interested in it. And I feel like they're they're doing themselves a disservice if they're cutting back so much like I, I, I we can't like we don't know what they're actually gonna do right no, but no. it's like from from the press release that they had it sounds like they're you know they're shifting focus to do something else which is which is cool but I would think that it's it's too soon and they've been so integral in the the boom the, the, the boom of beer festivals you know because so because they're they're the ones that started these craft beer ones like we, there's that one that's like the beer and wine and alcohol festival that was at pnc park that was yeah. a disaster last year they're bringing back this year and i i don't know it just seems like and it's it's not like it's not as big as that it's more I intimate so, so like it, it just seems like it seems like a no-brainer to just keep that up I and like if you want to wean thing- off I, I guess we have to see where they go to see if, if I feel differently about it. But in reading a little bit about their philosophy, it sounds to me like they're going to help breweries set up their own juicy brews events. So what that to me says is 
instead of having like a Hunapu day or uh, the Dark Lord Day style festival where it's all day, they're going to stick to that smaller, more um, cultivated, I would say, like more, like, yeah, like a smaller, like, like three hours long, get in, get out, have your fun, see a new place, go to this brewery that has this, that, and the other thing. But I feel like people are already picking up on that though, because of Gress House. Gress House just did that. And it wasn't hop culture sponsored. They just brought brewers right. that they knew in, and I'm sure they sold that out. Like I, I don't know if they did or not. Right, but if you, but if, if you're a brewer, I'll be honest. I'd be interested to hear from somebody that went to that because yeah. every, it's, every, I mean, obviously, beer, hop culture is is such a big name now that if if hop culture slaps their name on it, yeah. And I want to, I want to hop in on this. I think that if if you're trying to promote something and you're trying to to make sure that you can have throw like a blowout banger. You know that hop culture is is on the pulse of everything craft beer all over the country, not just northeast at this point. Right. And if you're if you're trying to tap into something that is going to get you people from potentially all over the country, especially if you're like one of these maybe on the on the verge names where like you can blow up at any any point, you're going to hit up hop culture and you're going to be like, "Hey, I want to do something big with you guys." And they slap their name on it and you're and like like you were saying, you slap your name on it, hop culture. It's gonna sell. People, gonna, people, yeah. people yeah. know the name at this point, and and it's crazy how much they've done it, even in the past what two years or well, three years since they they were founded. Yeah, no, it's crazy. It's only been two years now. Two ish years, yeah. Um, I, I want to say it's it's almost been exactly two years because I'm pretty sure it was summer of seventeen was when they were kind of like founded, but. Um, the other side of that is look at uh, Voodoo last year, right? Their Good Vibes Fest. <laughs> okay. Um, <sighs> good vibes. Did you guys? Vibes. No, good vibes uh, only. but like good only good vibes. Vibes. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but so my my point to that is the tickets are one hundred and twenty five dollars. Christ Almighty. To Drive to Meadville, where there is n- almost like no overnight stay possibilities. There are like two hotels in the whole damn town, and they had a thousand tickets. Jeez, guaranteed they didn't sell out. Guaranteed, I don't know for sure, but I almost I would be I would be shocked if they sold out, unless they sold out day of, because I know they were pumping tickets up until the day of the festival. And I and Sean invited me to go last year. He's inviting me to go this year. It's one of those things where he said it was a great time. He said it was one of the best festivals he's ever been to. But I don't want to go drink in a fucking field in Meadville yeah. for $125. Mm-hmm. How long is the festival? Three hours. When does it start? Noon. Ew. Like, So here's <clears throat> the thing. Do we think that if Voodoo slapped hop culture on that festival that they would get a lot more people there no 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 i think i, I think no. you guys are wrong i think you guys are wrong no. hop culture has so uh, much play so much play in the industry right now doesn't matter they could get they could get you to voodoo, go anywhere they voodoo would you to go want anywhere. it voodoo wouldn't want it that's they wouldn't the, want that's it. the thing okay. okay sure but i'm just saying if they were if they were like hey you know we're trying to drum up more interest than we did last year if they wanted to sell out all the tickets if they put Hop Culture's name on it, they would do it in a second. 
I believe you. But Voodoo has more followers on Instagram than the hop culture. Voodoo has the hype around their barrel-aged beers more than right, hop culture not, has write-ups sure, about but it. They're, they're also um, not... They're not nationwide necessarily. I don't think that you're you're gonna have people come from all over the country just to go to Voodoo. Apparently, they are. Apparently, that's the the draw to this festival because they're bringing in uh, Omnipolo, uh, they're bringing in Jay Wakefield, they're bringing in uh, Brewery, like they're bringing in all these wild overseas brew. Like uh, um, McKellar is coming, uh, Cigar City is coming, like that kind of thing. It's insane how many breweries are going to be there but so i guess that's my point is like people are already doing it so it's interesting that hop culture would would kind of imply that they were trying to get out of the festival game and to like start a bar i mean it makes like that's cool and that but like it's just i just find it weird i feel like, I feel they, like you need a middleman though i don't i don't know how much how much time a lot of these breweries spend trying to develop their business in so far as trying to coordinate things with breweries all over the country. Right. I don't, I don't think that a lot of these, unless you're the Sam Adams of the world, that's technically considered craft beer that has the resources to pay for like a, a marketing department where they're, they're sending people all over the fucking country. You know, like the Jay Wakefields and Cigar Cities and Voodoo's and, you know, even like Russian River. And like, they're not paying somebody, you know, 60 to $80,000 a year to, to go around the country and try to like market their product, right? Right. But then, So if you but, have Hop Culture who already has a very established <laughs> reputation in the craft beer industry and they have connections all over the place and you're trying to tap into that, why wouldn't you go to them? Yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying there. I also think that a lot of people are turned off by the culture that hop culture creates. Uh, that's... Uh, oh, so the hop culture culture? <laughs> the hop hop culture culture. <laughs> Nick, relax. Can, I why you, to, why no, you be fronting? I, I want you why to... Ew? I want you to expand on that. Can you expand on that? No, What is it about the yeah, hop culture's I, I, I get culture what you're saying. That, that turns people off to it? I feel like, and and this is just, I love the hop culture guys and I love like interacting with them and their, um, what their dedication to the craft, but, oh yeah, yeah. I said craft. The craft. Like, yeah. Like, like, craft the cra- like craft beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, High fives all around. Pun, Sarah, get in on this. Yes, pun and fucking tended. Um, I, I, Give me another I, beer because I, Sarah stole mine. You didn't say yes uh, with an E or with an A. <laughs> yas. I don't say yas. That's like so overused. Gay culture is like um It's um, Pride Month. Are you gay? It is. No. Yes, happy Pride Month. Happy Pride. Oh, oh no. Yeah, okay. All Yay. right. So anyway, my point is. What did you say? My point is they do a lot of good things for the craft beer industry, but there are the certain types of people that go to their events that cause rifts, right? The one thing oh, I will say, I would say, I, I would say like the, the the frat bros, the the you know like the pop collar, the the people that the are in line first every fucking Sunday. Dancing Gnome has a release. Honestly, or sorry, Saturday, sorry, 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 I got real heated. Couldn't even I don't, form. A well, so I don't even have a problem with that because those people are all friends and they all go there to hang out. 
That's their Saturday thing. Like if I if if I had a core group of friends that wanted to go to brunch at 10 a.m. at the same place every week, I'd probably fucking do that too. You know what I mean? So I'm just saying that, that like the I think it's a little clicky personally. I don't okay, so I I totally understand what you're saying, and I think people are are kind of turned off by beer culture the way it is. Like we you think that beer like wine it, people think of wine and they're super intimidated by it, and that's still an industry I, that's an industry I don't think will ever get like less pretentious and like more inclusive. But with beer, there have been people that have but also I wanna say like people writing articles about annoying people. And oh, all these people oh, clicking like oh. like Thrillist. I'm sure BuzzFeed has had something about craft beer at some point. And like so it's like that's not helping either. It's like stop criticizing these people. But also we do that every week. So Right. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's really why we have work. I, I feel like uh. it's not every it's like a very small percentage that we get annoyed with. But I think the large majority of people who are like more casual. But Austin, I think, can you get in on this? I feel like you haven't talked in like twenty minutes. I know. I was gonna say next time I talk, we're gonna have to remind people I was here. <laughs> um, no, Austin's here. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts? And this is Austin yeah, Grill. <laughs> so you have you you've not so, been to any hop culture events though. No, no. But to the to the whole point of kind of just some of those people that attend those kinds of events and. And just kind of what you were saying, actually, about uh, Alex, about how people who aren't necessarily as involved uh, with craft beer as a whole, their kind of view on the industry and the culture and the people who support it is, it is like the, like you're, uh, like they think of you as being in the wine culture. Yeah, right. And, and I, I get this very, uh, and especially in Pittsburgh with the icy light, people and like I get this feeling from people that it's 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 almost like a New York City like hey you think you're better than me like oh you think you're better than me yeah yeah and it's like no I just like different beer like I'm just yeah and that's 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 the biggest issue that I see with like I feel like somebody is going to come through and revolutionize the wine industry someone's going to come through and make it fun again like there are some places in Pittsburgh and we've you know we've worked at slash been to some of these wine places that that kind of make it fun again but there is still this this air around it where when you walk in there it's it's too it's too good for everybody else Mm -hmm. you know it's 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 very old school feeling i think like there's a lot of that that like craft beer lends to the younger the the 25 to 30 range right like i'm outside of that and i understand that now but at the same time like I can sit there and enjoy uh, super hazy, the the hypest hype beer out there, and I can then go and crush a Iron City across the street with my Boilermaker or whatever, you know, like that kind of thing. So there's a there's a dichotomy there that it's not even hop culture specifically. I think it's just these beer fest bros or like the the. Bros, bros ruin everything. Like the bro, uh, cult, yeah. bro culture has ruined so many different things for so many people, and it, it, it's it's a lot of these guys who are like, oh, you guys want to go get fucked up? Let's go drink hazy IPAs, bro. Yeah, and it's that, like we don't need. I that. don't even really. Have I don't like how. I don't think that that's really what hop culture is in it for, and they shouldn't be, and they're not. No, but, I don't think but, that. that but, I don't but think it's, it's their it, fault. It kind of lends to that. Like they they are young. They are hip. 
they're kind of cool. They're on the pulse of everything that's going on, and they they sort of inadvertently create that culture. They don't. Yeah, they're no, never, I don't think it's their fault. Forcing that, right? Because they they have a lot of great events, and they they support you know Fresh Fest in Pittsburgh, and they're like and beers like, without even, beers. Even in Kenny, and Kenny's post about how they wanted to move back to Pittsburgh, they're like Pittsburgh has some of the greatest festivals. They have you know the only black beer festival in the country, Fresh Fest. They right. Have get your tickets. Beers without beards. Um, get your tickets. Beers Without Beards. Which was last weekend. Last or, weekend. Or which is this weekend. No, it's, com- it's coming up. Yeah, this yeah, coming yeah. weekend, I'm sorry. Right, so, and, and like, that's, those are incredible events. It's inclusivity events, events. Right, and they, they're really trying to make so that it's approachable right, by so everyone. I don't think that it's necessarily, it's not their fault that, that the types of people that go to these festivals, f- excuse me, flock there, but it's kind of just how, it's how the culture, and, and we need to sort of, make it more and continue to make efforts to make it more inclusive. It's a fight. And, it really is. Right. And, Honestly, and, like, I mean, you're, Alex, you had a terrible experience, uh, at a couple of places. And I mean, I'm not going to say specifically where, but stuff that made you feel uncomfortable or, yeah. you know, yeah. not and to, not like, to single you out like being, people, the, Oh, you're the gay one. Like, right. No, <laughs> no it's just like, but <laughs> I am. Uh, um, yeah, but but yeah, it's but just like, it's like it, I don't know. It, that I think that was more an experience that I had at a local brewery. Like that was more like a service issue, not as much like a beer culture issue. Like that guy has problems that extend outside of his job at a brewery, so he has some stuff. And it, like it was kind of like some of the stuff he was saying was kind of like oh, I have a gay friend, so I can say this. Because, like, he kind of said that. He was like, oh, my roommate is LGBTQ. And I'm like, that doesn't excuse anything. Right, yeah. You like, can't oh, actually use... That's like, oh, I have a black friend. It's let like, me say the N-word. That's not right. No, like, 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 no you can't no. do that. Yeah, no. But, like, that's... I, I, I don't, like... I, I, I don't know how eager I would be to go back there, but I, I like... I wouldn't say that's like craft beer culture because it was one bartender at one brewery, you know? I right, so I th- say, and that's I think, not something I've heard... Being right. Yeah. Generally, people are very. Yeah. Be, generally, people are. Area. I mean, yeah. A lot of people do. Like, uh, it. You know. I, I feel like I've but seen. But like, when you go to these trap breweries, like, like even today, like it's it's mostly white males that are twenty to thirty in Pittsburgh, especially. In I Pittsburgh would say. Especially. I don't know. And, and I've seen it all over the. Like, I, I'll show you a picture that I took in Great Notion, <laughs> and and I guarantee if you look at the picture, eighty percent of the people are white males between the ages of twenty and thirty-five. Yeah, one, it's guess. like a, it's like another form of gentrification. <laughs> it sort of is, but but again, that's the reason for a lot of these festivals and and why they're so important. Yeah, yeah, because Fresh I know a lot of people beers, beers and all this kind of stuff, and they need to continue doing that and and making that a focus moving forward. And that's that's what I hope that hop culture continues to do is is bring people in who aren't used to the craft beer culture. Right, they like they shouldn't just keep doing like juicy brews because the people who dr- who drink like juicy IPAs are mostly us, you know. Yeah. And I want to see more people being brought into this culture, tr- like doing more collabs with you know breweries that have head brewers that are female or African American or you know different ethnicities and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There was the one we absolutely need to do that. There was the one whole brew fest in Pittsburgh last fall, right, where it was. Uh, yeah, all that's, the head brewers were were African American, right? Yeah, that's yeah. what we were talking yeah, about. Fresh Fest. Yeah. 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 Oh, is that what that was? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Fresh so, Fest oh is coming up so again, again in August. That's and 
it, it needs to be a focus and it needs like moving forward hop culture i think will continue to push the bill in terms of doing that kind of stuff and they and they recognize that the things that they're doing i i'll, I'll post i would love to post the the paragraph that kenny wrote about how they're trying to to create this culture of inclusivity yeah and they they will continue to do that and i really hope that they do but that doesn't mean that they have to have eight festivals a year like they're they're trying to keep up with that's fair but i mean yeah that, that that's the thing like there's no there's no set line to show the successfulness of their um festivals right like you're not there's no point where you're going to objectively say oh that was the best festival for craft beer this year yeah right they're I, all good they're all fun they're all right. inclusive they're all i i just think like there's so other. many places you could host these things so like even like to, not even to get that deep it's just like people clearly still want this if they're still constantly selling out these festivals and in minutes it, yeah, yeah it seems like a you know it seems it's to me it seems like a no brainer to keep up yeah and again we will see what they do in the future and I think that was a good discussion about yeah. about their role in the craft beer industry because they they do have a good role in the craft beer industry but um. But they're, it seems like they're they're going to make some changes, and I'll be interested to see. And we love Kenny, and we love uh, Olivia, and uh, yeah. John is the other one. Um, keep, keep please keep. Doing yes, what you guys doing. are doing you phenomenal doing work. Great. This is not yeah. a bash hop culture session. This is I, I I don't think this was really a bash anybody session. I think it was a good conversation about it. So yeah. right. at the and end I think, of the day, I think that like again, they will continue to move the industry forward, and they know exactly what needs to be done to continue pushing You're right. the and industry they, to be inclusive. And it's crazy because, you know, they're sort of like like they're a bunch of white guys. They have a couple they have a couple of females and things like that. But that like they will continue to make sure that everybody knows that this is an industry that they want everybody to be a part of. And like right. it's like you can be like woke, but until you actually like start pushing these issues of diversity and like making that your business like that's the that's the true wokeness you know as oh, dumb as that so sounds, woke you know but like people know that phrase yeah but go I feel for like it, that phrase has gotten a, a yeah it's gotten it, drugged through the mud but it, i think that like like they're doing what people like say should happen and i know it's just like craft beer but like you know it's everything it's something. Has to it's start like, you know right like it's it's an industry that a lot of people are passionate about and when you start making it more inclusive then people feel more comfortable like being themselves and meeting other people and like that's how conversations are had you know it's it 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 all it all blends together at some point you know yeah there's there's no there's no wrong way to do it. I mean, they're just ahead of the curve on on these things. That's what's cool is that they're creating these followers. They're creating these people who want to do what they do but better, and I think it's challenging them to be better. Right. So when you see all these festivals pop up out of nowhere and all this new stuff going on, everybody's doing an anniversary party. Everybody's doing a um, like a weekend beer fest or whatever it is, and – all it is is just providing more conversation, right? It's just providing more people the out to get into craft beer, right? Correct. So 
I would say they're they're very successful at what they do, and I'm sure they're just going to continue to be successful moving forward. Right. And again, some of the industry may not like it, but they are they are around to stay. Like yeah. they're they're the next like beer advocate that maybe you don't use all the time, but they're always there. They're always in the background. They're always like still one of the the top. Um, Oh, what is it? They're, 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 sorry, Herc's snoring threw me off there. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're one of the, the foremost uh, rating systems in craft beer, yeah. right? Untapped has their thing, but but you go to Beer Advocate and you say, oh, what's their top 10 this year? Yeah. And you go, okay, I need that beer, I need this beer, I need that beer. That's my point. Yeah, I, I think Hop Culture is is doing a lot of good work. So um, we're excited to see what they do in the future. So. so Let's, let's have uh, some let's, uh, double hazelnut. Yeah, let's let's pivot a little bit, Austin. Well, go I was just, I was I was going to wrap that conversation up oh, by please. asking. So Jake Jake commented earlier on how a, a significant portion of the clientele that goes to those kinds of festivals and events are just there to get just hammered. And I've I mean I've been there before. Like we we, went, we worked yeah we worked a festival. We volunteered one the one um, a couple years ago. It's been um, yeah it's probably been a year and a half since we did that um, at least yeah. We got some it was actually dope. I got some Chipotle gift cards out of that. That's yeah, why really? I don't know. That's it why I don't like buy one, festivals. Buy one get one right, coupons. Right. That were it dope. sucks because you like there's so many good beers and you're like I want to have like like when I try a beer I want it to be the first beer I have so I can get the full effect of the beer and with that it's like. You're having such like some of the best beer that you probably would ever have. That's masked by the fifteen tasters that you right. had before that. So that's right, exactly mm-hmm. so right. That's exactly where I was going. Is like I'm I'm interested in your guys' opinion on, um, you know, in an ideal world, the ideal version of those events. Mm. Um, Ooh, that's a good question. So know, here's you, here's you, the thing. Do cu- I do you cut down the number of brewers that you invite and just yes and just tell them 100%. bring three times more. Uh, I wouldn't even say I wouldn't even taps. I wouldn't even increase the amount of beer that they bring. Well, I'm not saying the amount of beers. I'm saying lower the, the price. Oh yeah, like like because, say two taps per beer. Because if you only bring in eight breweries and you sell a thousand tickets, you're not going to people are going to get so frustrated. Yeah, yeah, you know, not being able By, to. Oh, I'm going to drink this beer while so I'm in line for the, the next one right. because I'm going to take an hour to get there. Yeah, right. Right, and and we had this conversation a little bit earlier. So, Grist House did. Uh, a f- sort of a festival type, not not vibe. not a beer fest. Yeah, let's call it what it was. And <laughs> they, so they did. <sighs> they did about five breweries that were. It was a beer festival, pretty much. Well, no, what it was was you you paid fifty dollars, and you got one pour from each brewery. That was it. Oh, you got one ten ounce pour from each brewery. Done. How many breweries were there? Five. So, so you paid 10, 10 bucks per ten ounce pour. I think you yes. also got a, it's a dollar an ounce, but you got a glass. Okay, and uh, you got a uh, Grist House pour as well. So it was six beers. So you take for off like bucks. let's say you take off like ten for the glass. Ten glasses are usually ten, and then six into forty is what there. Six, seven, six, seven for six for a ten half. ounce pour. Six seventy five, and, and you're paying for the experience. So yeah, right. Else. So so. Regardless of how that whole festival went, that's some went, fucking I think horse that that, shit, if so, you ask me. No, but I think that that's I think that that's more of a blueprint for a festival moving forward because I've never gone to so so I've really only been to a couple of of beer festivals. We worked the one and, and we got to sort of 
go around and, and try some of the stuff. I didn't really drink a ton when we worked, even when we worked that one. But when he Austin, Austin yeah, <laughs> no, I, that I, laugh tells you. I drink more. I'm just thinking of how much other people, Joe in particular. I don't, I don't ever want to hear that guy's name again. <laughs> so yoinks. We <laughs> that's a tea. Right. So the one that I went to was that's that's tea actually. <laughs> Is that the tea? I think it's the tea. So we went to uh, we I by you myself here went to during Pride Month. And you give me that weak ass tea metaphor. Enough. Continue. Okay. Sorry. I'm just kidding. Spooky Brews, Boston for Halloween yeah. of 2018, is the festival that I went to. There are far too many breweries that go to these festivals. And it's it varies a little bit per festival, so you're not gonna see 30 every time you go. But you, as a as an individual, cannot taste more than maybe like eight or ten beers and be able to distinguish what you've been drinking. Four at or some five. point, I'm right, saying, and then at some five. point, you start to lose your mental capacity to to really think about what it is that you're trying. And at that point, you are just there to get drunk. And you reach you and reach a point where you're just hanging out too. too. You're not even thinking right. About and it. far too many yeah. people do that, and they're like, oh. Wait, I can spend $60 and I can drink as much beer as I can drink for how many hours? Right. Four hours? Yeah. I'm going to do that because I want to get fucked up. Instead of blowing yeah. a hundred plus dollar tab at the bar. So you, the, the only solution is to decrease the number of breweries that you invite. Increase pour size. Increase. Uh, I don't know about increase. I wouldn't even size. say that. I wouldn't even say Just that. Just drop because, the price. Because like. Yeah. It's so it's so Drop expensive. the price a little bit. People like. The people who are truly into craft beer will appreciate having less breweries there, and you'll be able to understand everything about each brewery. You have a little bit more time to sort of interact with these places, right? If When you have 30 breweries and you have 400 people there, you're, you're drinking and you're, you're not having any sort of meaningful conversation with the people who are pouring your beers. Right. For me... And then I'd they like usually to talk, throw I'd the like, scrubs. They usually throw the scrubs. Right, and, I'd like not, and then it's like volunteers yeah, that know Jake, nothing you and, about the you beer. And I for prime example. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They were like, people were like, oh, so uh, we, I think we were pouring for two breweries that were like on the West Coast. And they were like, yeah. oh, so like, are you guys in town from the West Coast? And we're like, no, we're from Pittsburgh. We're just pouring these beers. So, so, what, so what can you tell us about these beers? Like, I was oh, like, we literally, just, I we just, just tried, tried them like five minutes, minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> we tried them 20 minutes ago and they're not good. Like we, I don't really like them to be honest. But it's just not know. my thing. That's like, what it, uh, like, can that's I get that? Start, can like, I get I that? Think, what's the highest alcohol you have? Uh, it's like 10. Yeah, give me that one. I feel <laughs> like they all have like like the intention is good. It's like it's a it's a good concept to have all of these really great breweries in one place that people don't have to like travel super far for. But it never ends that way. It always ends with people being hammered yeah. drunk at the end, like trying to get whatever the hell is left. It's it's not like you're not giving people like the best experience with these beers. And I don't know what that I think experience that's, is. I think that's kind of a stigma around like f- festivals like that, well, though. So, I think that the the assumption is that you're going there to get drunk. Yeah. But I don't think that a lot of people, especially for the craft beer festivals, 
I feel like there are a lot more people than you would expect are there to actually taste the beer, have a a, a good time, and and hang out really, with like minded individuals, right? And, exa- like, and, and understand what it. what these places from all over the country are doing, and that's the thing. Like, I I would love to see festivals that have a good breadth of breweries that are are spread out across the country, yeah. That okay. are doing different things, right? Because you need to focus on creativity and that kind of stuff because i think that that's that's the hallmark of craft beer is that you can do whatever you want whenever you want you don't have to make an ipa any specific way that you that there's not there's not a a a formula that you have to follow every single time right and there are so many places that do so many different things right i can go to dancing gnome i can go to great notion i can go to russian river and i can see tap the desk again four eight different eight different beers so, so eight different beers. Yeah. So there is there is one solution. Eight different beers. There is one solution. Like okay, we the- get it. Oh, the mics pick up everything. Oh my god. Hey, drum roll, please. <laughs> we love you. We're really happy you're here. So there's there's one solution though that I I personally wouldn't support, but it would actually give you the ability, in theory at least, to have that kind of event for that. Client, that group of people and it's to to turn them into what a lot of, a lot of wine tastings are where you you spit it out you don't actually drink it like that like it's a it's half a joke but there's people who actually go for that and that's like, yeah I, it's not a it, bad idea it's just because that's how they do it the in wine culture but that like and you'd have to change the entire yeah, culture I, I, I think yeah like beer is just is i feel like people drink beer as like something you down all the time, like you sip wine with like dinner and shit. It's I, I, it's a, it's a, it's a whole like cultural thing. So I, it's not, it's not a bad idea. I just think like no one would ever go for that. Right, and it's, it's not very what difficult. I would want, right, to, yeah, and it's very difficult to to sort of spin that whole thing. And yeah. you can have spit buckets there, but who like? I think just limiting. It tastes good, so you want to just drink it. You know yeah, what I mean, right. Like, there, there are too many things that I've had at these beer festivals and. And especially, like even at Spooky Brews, I had a Spoopy Brews, Spoopy, <laughs> Spoopy, Spoopy, Spoopy Bruce, Spoopy Bruce, Bruce, Spoopy Bruce, Spoopy Bruce uh, Willis. Yeah, right, right. Shout out uh, Quentin Tarantino, new <laughs> movie coming out in a couple of weeks. <laughs> so, the beers that I had, they were all very good. But I, I, again, within twenty minutes of being there, I was drunk. And I don't get to appreciate, and that's the thing. Like, I would love to go to a beer festival and really appreciate every everything I'm trying and get the full, the full spiel from the person that's pouring me the beer and and yeah. somebody who. And that's that's tough because you, you can't have the head brewer go to every festival. Like, no, all that's that just not. Stuff. That's but, not. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I'd love to have somebody who is super knowledgeable about it and and tell me like like this Trevor. is how it's brewed. This is how it's brewed. Trevor. This is what we what we do to it. This is like well, Trevor doesn't know the ins and outs either, though. But right, but, yeah, this is, but he this knows is enough the style about beer culture. Of, it's just I don't know. It's like you don't you don't just throw whoever right can and, and, go, and but that's me, what they have to do. And, and I feel like there that. are a lot of people, especially now, a lot of people are continuing to try to get more knowledgeable about what's what they're drinking and what they're trying at all of these different breweries that they're more interested in. You know how it was brewed, 
what types of tanks you have, like what size you're at, and all that kind of stuff. And and it would be nice to talk to somebody at one of these brew festival, uh, one of these beer festivals, and be like, oh, so, you know, how big are you? What kinds of beers do you make? Like, yeah, what's, how many what's barrels the, did you make last year? Like, what's your philosophy? Yeah. Kind right. of and, like and how, how you do can, you see And you can brewery, teach yeah. the people that you're sending to these festivals, you can teach them that in an hour. All you have to do yeah. is read their damn website for that info, though. Most of these places are at least well off enough to have a decent website design right, that so says much, they're about it, you page. But it's, it's so yeah, much it's personal so much, if you have, if you're in person. No, I agree. But then, but so the thing is, being in person is personal. What would it, that makes it that much easier to train the people though? Like to just have somebody available that knows right. that information. You, all you have to do is take your website, you put should, it into a fucking PowerPoint, you, and yeah, then you should, all of a sudden you have somebody who. And that's the thing when you have good people who are working your beer festivals, people who are very personable, people who are friendly and you know are and passionate about, about the beer course. culture. And, yes, so have it's a meet so and greet easier. tent. Have a, it, have a meet and greet. Right, but have a shouldn't. meet and greet area. No. Where, why? Because that's stupid. Why? <laughs> no, I was I was just gonna say it shouldn't. Because that there, there shouldn't be such a burden on the cl- or on the customer to have to seek out the information that in like in that much. Yeah. These people. Should right, know and, I think, more, and, and again, I think the culture going? the culture creates that right thought, because you're when you're when you're trying to get a beer. At one of these beer festivals, they're trying to pour it as quickly as possible. Right. Oh yeah, they're, they're not, spend, they're not right. spending that's time true. on each individual. But like, if, if I if I were because there's too many people, I think that's the I think that's the moral is there's too many fucking people. Austin, please go. If if like if I were if I wanted to know more about say Dancing Gnome and they were at at a beer festival and I knew they were going to be there, if I wanted to know more about them and I was just going to look it up online, I do that before the festival. Right. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. It's like, you want, I don't know, people love I agree personal with that, interactions. But, but at the same time, I'm not going to, I'm not going to waste my time when I'm going to a festival where I can t- just talk to the source. Oh, I agree. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying if I didn't look it up before, I'm not going to look it up after. Right. So I guess that, that honestly puts the onus on the breweries themselves to create some sort of exactly. like literature. Onus. Like if, if, what a word, honestly. If, a word. If they, Honestly. if they really, so, so for me, you know, if I was at a brewery, like it's very important marketing side of thing. And we've talked about this how many times, like numerous times on this podcast and marketing is so crucial to, to your success as a brewery that if you're at a beer festival and you hand somebody a card or a pamphlet that says, this is what we do. This is what we believe in. These are the types of beers that we make. All that kind of stuff. That's what people want. You can, people always right, and, want and, and information. The, the investment that you put into these pamphlets that cost maybe 10 cents a pamphlet, and you hand them out, and you have 1,000 of them or whatever. Like You're paying $100 for pamphlets, and you hand out 1,000. If you get 20 or 30 or 40, 50, 100 people of those thousand pamphlets to come to your brewery, you're making money. I can't tell you, I literally can't tell you, and you need to, I can't tell you a single brewery that was at that Cinderland's, like, festival. Right, and And I'm not, like, my mindset right now is not great, but, like, I don't, I literally can't pull one other than Cinderland's that was there. And, like, you know, people don't want to carry around 80 pamphlets, but, like, the ones that you're like, oh, this is really good, like, don't pour as much. Like, people, like, that's what people want. They want you to, like, give a hefty pour so they can get drunk. But if you if you tell people, 
that they're going to be actual tasters. Like, I feel like you would weed out the people that want to just get hammered because of just the logistics of it. It's no, like, I just think it's why important. would I go I, I think up it's to, important to be able to express what your, you know, what your beliefs are, like the way that you brew these things and, and, and I think that way more people are interested in that than people would think at, at, especially at the craft beer festivals like the one that Austin and I worked at are it's strictly for people who are getting drunk yeah. Yeah. there's and a place there's a place the, for those festivals right 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 yeah and, and they're and the I, bigger areas right, like the PNC parks well. the, the convention, convention center, center. Right. exactly and that's where yeah, and that's right. where it was but at these craft festivals people are way more interested about and and these are the people like for us I would say specifically the the ones where there are breweries that have traveled a long distance. Yes, right? and, and and I agree. But even though you're, you know, if you're from San Diego and you're coming to Boston, say, you're that's completely across the country. But who's to say that somebody in Boston isn't prepared to to go across the country to San Diego and do a whole craft beer tour of like, you know, Southern California? How many times have we and sat here and said, like, oh, I want to go says, do a tour of, of San Francisco? And that's what I'm saying. Portland. There are like, more people yeah. who, who are in our group of craft beer lovers than you would think. People who are willing to go sort of out of their way to, to find some of these places, right? To go yeah. down to Austin, Texas, to go out to San Diego, to go up to Portland, all that kind of stuff. And... I you feel like you're being like a southern preacher about this and just yelling a lot. Sorry. No, but you, I, I just think you need to. <laughs> He's like, very passionate. You need to be testify. Yeah. You need <laughs> just a Baptist. Your arms are up here. like that too. You're right. Right. Yeah. like preaching I'm to. Us. I need you to believe in I'm the like, craft. It's beer. like I'm on. Yeah. Like, right. It's yeah. like I'm on. Yeah. I, I'm on the Sopranos. I right would now. be I'm interested to like, see. <laughs> like I want someone to just try. Bafangul. Because like, I feel like before these craft festivals came along, it was just those festivals that had like mediocre beer, mediocre wine. Like I was at a wine festival at the convention center that was garbage. And but like I, I just kept going up to places because I was why I'm excited to about Pop Culture's bar. Drunk. So like yeah, so that's like I, I think like people have to know that's like people have to know this information. Oh, holy fuck. I wish it's really good, isn't it? I wish I people. Tried it yet. I, just, I, oh I keep smelling. I it wish more people listen to this podcast because I feel like we have good points about this stuff. Yeah, but no, I agree. Make a better podcast. But <laughs> you get the fuck out of my house, Austin. <laughs> this is Nick's house. I'm not going in. Fuck out of my house. Yeah, you can I have say a that bedroom in here, you ass. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you guys. Is, isn't that um, so Yeah, no, I feel like we've had, like, a lot of really good conversations today, which is good. <laughs> and I feel like we've all, like, been... Uh, other, uh, Austin, I feel like we've just been talking over him because he doesn't really know what we're all like. But, that's okay. Um, <laughs> that's okay. But, yeah, can we, like, go to something lighter here? Yeah, can we talk about this beer, out? actually? Because yeah. okay. I was just so, reading right, it, and yeah. it sounds real I, interesting. Do you want to wrap something up, Jake? No, well, let, so, so let's, 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 get, let's get a little bit into this beer that we're drinking right let's now. Let's list off the eight beers we had during that one discussion. A little bit of a segment that I want to... Like sort of transition into. Oh, okay. Okay. oh good, good. Uh, Jake gets okay. to keep. No, uh, I said okay. I, I was I was gonna say great, and then I get to, uh, so Jake just gets to keep talking. It's no, right. I'm gonna pitch a great, segment, and then I'm gonna let everybody talking. else talk. You fucking asshole! <laughs> oh my god, enough, enough. All right, so we cracked into Ite Chill from uh, other half. Ite Chill. It is a sour strawberry crumble and 
Okay, this fucking, (laughs) this, like, description is, uh, I'm like, I don't want to read it. It's so fucking long. Sour Strawberry Crumble Imperial India Pale Ale with strawberry, coconut, maple syrup, almonds, graham cracker, and milk sugar. God damn it, can you just streamline that? (laughs) I don't need all the adjuncts. Just tell me it's a strawberry crumble IPA and I'll do the rest. Those are two of the biggest, most sought-after craft beer breweries. I don't care. If you're going to make it that hard for me to read a goddamn description, I don't care about you. Well, I'm sorry that you're fucking illiterate. I love you guys. I did have another half of us in New York. I really wanted to go to the other half, but it's in like fucking Brooklyn. It's like nowhere near anything else. So that's, it's by the Ikea is what my friend said. And the only reason anyone ever goes to where other half is, is for the Ikea, which honestly, like I would go to the South, like it's kind of like Pittsburgh because I would only go to the South Hills for Ikea. They also have a Steak and Shake down there, which is fire. So. Steak and Shake also is fire. exists yeah. by the mills, so you don't have to drive all the way to the fucking South Hills. I'll still next, but thank you. Anyway, yeah, so, I don't know, what do you, like, what is everyone, what is everyone's thoughts? Incredible. Austin wanted to talk about it. Austin, give me like a, give me like a full-ass review. Oh, a full-ass do, do you want to do a weekly review? Please, if you want to. Jake's horrible at it. Are you suggesting a weekly recap? Yeah, it's a, the you? weekly review. It's our it's our weekly. You should Instagram have been in the group post. message because the last time that somebody posted one <laughs> it of those, was they said they said hashtag the weekly recap, and I I sent in the group message. It's actually hashtag the weekly review. You've done ass. <laughs> yeah, and of course it was me that posted it. I and you blamed and Jake, Alex. Like, Jake, <laughs> Jake and Nick get hostile in oh, the group message it. over it. Like it is it like I haven't had family strife as tense. As when Jake and Nick get into the fucking weekly. The thing is, I'm always joking, and he always gets really Uh, aggressive. I don't think you are. No, I'm pretty sure you are, but you're not. He he acts like he's way more laid back than he is, but I know that he's getting. He's super high strung. We're all the same. Thankfully, thankfully he drinks a lot, and that that mellows him out a little bit. For me, I don't really drink that much. Actually, I get fired up. I'm fired the fuck. No, I got tanked last weekend, and I was watching Game of Thrones, and I was I was trying. I was like telling Jake like how much I loved an episode, and we were literally going. At oh. it. And I he, like he was like he was like the Battle of Winterfell is the greatest episode of Game of Thrones and I was like you're a fucking idiot. You <laughs> oh my god, suck. we you guys went time off. Out now. I went <laughs> off. Like I I was using memes. <laughs> I was using. I had like. I had like proof. I had like a fucking work cited. Oh, yeah. like, he was like, I was like, it was, was it an it ALS format though. Was it was like fucking litigation. It was like one in the morning. Like, I'm like, I'm hammered drunk, like yeah. ready to fight. I screenshotted a bunch of the texts that I sent, and I sent it to my coworker, and he was like, "Are you guys always this, this like attitude stress?" And I was like, "Absolutely, like, absolutely." It was insane. Um, so, Alex. Is an absolute savage. Um, So unpopular opinion that's actually just more of like a personal fact. Sure. I've only ever seen the very first episode of Game of Thrones. Nice, dude. How how cool are you? Dude, no, yeah, right. no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not saying it like that. When so I think when, people on both sides are really annoying. Like when, people who are so obsessed and people who like are so against. Oh, the never, re- never the, have I ever seen two episodes so, of Game of Thrones. So the the reason the reason I bring that up is. Um, the night of the the series finale, what was that? Two weeks ago now. Yeah. Um, and Bran becomes king. I'm. Oh, sorry. Spoiler alert. My bad. Oh, oh you 
idiot! Oh, no. Yo, oh you just... Oh. Alex is leaving, dude. Oh, he's How gonna, you, oh my He's going to de-scrotomize you. No, okay, honestly, okay. No, I told you guys, no, I, told you guys I I was on Vulture because I was so bored at work and I saw they were like oh. something about Bran being it? king and I was like... I don't even know. It's like, funny because so I've heard, the, so, many, the I've heard so many horrible things about it. <laughs> the best meme that, that I, I saw. I don't think it's even like that much of a surprise. But the, or so the best fine, tweet that I saw fine. was. But like, it was I'm like, sorry. It was like, but like, let him get this out because he's been what trying for like four <laughs> minutes. <laughs> <laughs> the funniest thing is. Let him speak. Like that vine. He's like, he got something to say. Guys, turn down the volume on your. No, so the best tweet that I saw was like. Was like Sansa straight up just said to everybody out loud that Bran has a dick that doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> no one. Bran's dick doesn't work. <laughs> Bran's Shocker. dick don't work. So no, I'm telling you. There's okay. So we've it, talked about this on the podcast before. <laughs> I hate that because that one's like ruined. There's I, a. Uh, it was already ruined. Oh, I already saw it on. Bro. I already no, saw it on Vulture. I don't. It probably wasn't even that, that like. Eventful, you're on what season honestly. three right now? I remember from the podcast. Eight. Eight? I have two episodes oh. left. Yeah, literally, you ruined it for him. He's gonna go home I'm and watch it tonight. Like I literally, and you have, fucking like, ruined it for him. Fifteen minutes before it. he's about to start. Well, it's fine. It's fine. Just don't don't listen so to this episode. Oh my god. <laughs> no. So the funniest, like, I read one. I read some tweet, and it was about how like this kid goes from falling out the window to becoming the king, and I was like, oh shit, that's him. He didn't die. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's dead. So, yeah. Somebody at the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you woke the dog so, up. So uh, yeah, we've gone like, through I, a lot on this episode. Uh, Austin just completely ruined Game of Thrones uh, with two episodes left for Alex. For me, so that's great. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, Believe the important no, so, part. So for the I want to get into to my portion of the show. I'm not going to speak a lot, but I want to I want to pose a question to you guys. This is a, this will be our last part because we've gone very long on this. No, episode. no, no. We haven't gone that long. So, Remember, we started like ten minutes in, so we're good. Go on. Wasn't this so supposed to come up at the pitch meeting on Thursday? Oh, we should have a pitch meeting on we Thursday. Should, yeah. Now, I've been trying to to get <laughs> us to have to like follow a track, and it never works. You've been so trying to get fine. this one pitch like, out. Like for in the 20 first minutes. in the first like two months, I was like, oh, you know, we should try to like follow a track and all. This oh yeah, we should definitely and, really like, have like brand? a brand like, brand Alex brand, brand? relax. Just oh, Alex, we, just we can talk about this after the show, podcast. Okay? So off just brand finish for the, the show. fucking series, idiots. So. God what damn I wanna, it! What I want to God damn it! Awesome. I want to throw six, out there six and seven were so good that like I don't even care what happens in the eighth season. Yeah, like you should though. I was pissed. It took me a year and a half. I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna fucking love this ending. It's gonna be. I'm gonna be like, oh my. Of course god. it wasn't the satisfying because there's so many watched. people that fucking love that show. They're not gonna finish it. Like no how many people liked the fucking Breaking Bad ending? I didn't. I haven't finished it, so... Have you guys finished it? Oh, let me tell no, you how that one ends. Have yeah. you watched it? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> no. Mandis. Austin, would you like to uh, spoil that one for me as well? So, yeah, actually, so here's a... Have you watched so, it? Let me just... Just let me tell just me that uh, Darth in. Vader is not Luke's father then, okay? Let, let me just cut no, He here. definitely is. All right, okay. so, so we're fully into summer now. Across the United States. Well, yeah, bro. Give it, give it about, right. give so, it about so 20 we're not days, 19 days. officially... In summer until the twenty first of June, Memorial Day is effectively the, the start, start of summer. Yeah, see, here's yeah. the deal: I got snowed and hailed on last weekend, so I'm holding. <laughs> so on. you went to you went to fucking Lake Tahoe for God knows why you went there because that place is a trash heap. 
Jake doesn't travel well. Wow. Anyway, I, dude, I hot travel take. all the time, fam. No, no. Hot I'm take saying, from Jake. No, I'm saying that Jake hates places that he goes. I, that's true. I, I have a lot of very hot takes when it comes to cities that people love. <laughs> so what I want to bring up, uh, and I, I sort of brought this up a couple of weeks ago, but what is it about outdoor bars, outdoor areas at breweries that we love what do we want to see more of? Ooh. What do we hate? That kind of stuff. Because because there is nothing like a rooftop and or outdoor bar at pretty much any place whatsoever, but especially at breweries because I love breweries. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it off to Nick here. Nick, let's let's hear your thoughts. <laughs> um, I want to start. Can I start? Is that right? No, of course. So I literally just you pass it off. I know. This question, I know. This question <laughs> seems tailored for you. No, no, no. I'm honestly okay. So I had a very yeah right, right. Very Jake, Jake is reacting to this beer. By the way, I chill is insane. Uh, is that supposed to be but, an A? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The first like letter's it, an A. It keeps looking like an N to me. I so like an R. Yeah. Right. So we were in is, Columbus last weekend. Austin, get out of here. You're going to walk home. <laughs> we were in Columbus last weekend, right? And I experienced something I have never seen before. A pool at a brewery. Oh, at a brewery. Okay. Who farted? Herc. Has. <laughs> huh? Herc. <laughs> no, who farted brewery? Oh. <laughs> who farted? Who farted? Are you being serious? No. <laughs> this got off the rails real quick. Anyway, so God, can we just end it? Please? Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, believe me. And I'm by going that, to. I mean my life. <laughs> oh, no. Pride Month. <laughs> um, so anyway, they have a freaking pool outside of the bar. It's insane. Now, I mean, you can only have plastic cups out there. They have a special like bar at the pool, but still, super fucking awesome. Um, what I, I I will say that's one thing that I love is the the um, the ingenuity of craft breweries to make things fun that maybe didn't seem as fun as a thirty year old with a beer gut. I want to get in that damn pool, you know. Really? <laughs> yes, absolutely. I did. I was in a I suit at the time. Like near a pool but right now. Everyone, I, that's that's Alex, a, you dick. I like that you bring that up Don't because I've been roasted at least five times this weekend in about in about seventy two hours, a little bit less than seventy two hours, for being way too skinny. And I'm like, yo, fuck you. I've been going to the gym. His waist been- is snatched, though. Can we all agree on that? Oh boy, I don't want to know. Snatched. It's tiny. So anyway, point being, that would be the thing that I love about craft breweries doing this type of stuff. Oh my god, baby pools, baby pools and breweries. But they have they have dogs and baby pools. Oh my god. I'm here for that. Yes, I agree, hundred percent. But can somebody find my eardrums, please? (laughs) So you have no room to talk right now. They're gone. It's gonna sound fine, but the. but yeah, so like the pop-up bars, the the open air was awesome. So cool. Yeah. Actually really One of, really like, cool. Uh, it, it I was, had very low expectations. <laughs> let's let's be real fucking honest here. We did. Yeah, I, we have we have I am very strongly coming around to Brew Gentlemen just because the beer has been great, the service has been much better, and the place is super cool. I'll be honest. So they're the reason that I brought this Jake, up. Jake looks right, so vindicated right now. Was I love Brew Gentlemen. I love He it. does. 
I, and I've been saying that for years. But I, it's always been the service that's been the problem, but everybody's been super nice the past right. couple of times. Yeah, and, so and it's, maybe they listen know, to the podcast where we just bash them relentlessly. They probably don't listen to the podcast. Absolutely not. No one so, has ever... No. The reason I bring this up is that Portland is one of those cities that you know for a fact that they have... Outdoor everywhere. Great outdoor places everywhere. Yep. And I was there last weekend. It's... It's just a great city. Like, when it's nice outside, Portland is, like, the greatest place on Earth. Because mm-hmm. everyone's outside. Everyone's enjoying themselves. Everyone's happy. It's it's just fantastic. I want to see more of that. I need to see more of that. Especially in Pittsburgh. And, and it's tough. The thing Again, with Pittsburgh. It's tough because you can't, you can't just throw a brewery in wherever you want. Right. And it's very tough to find open air spaces to put breweries. For... In Bend, for example, where I'm currently living. I got a place for you. Peachy open air. Open air. <laughs> so, so in Bend, Vibes. there's Ben Vibes. Ben, Give Ben the Bre- like <laughs> Vibes. <laughs> ben Brewing Company. Okay. We just lost. Uh, is found right, right on the Deschutes River. That's 60%. <laughs> in, in downtown Bend, Oregon, has like a crazy outdoor space, and I love it there. It's the greatest. Like, there's nothing that I love more than being able to sit outside in the sunlight when it's, you know, 75, 80 degrees, especially in, in the Pacific Northwest where it's not super humid. But even in Pittsburgh, like, I would much rather enjoy beer outside than. Inside being cooped up with See, a bunch of random motherfuckers. Honestly, I would rather be sitting at Griss House Bar getting served like 45 minutes after I walk up from people who give like subpar service than like being outside. Honestly? Why? <laughs> That's not even like, I feel like a lot of, like you have to follow that joke the whole way through <laughs> to really understand. I was going to say, you're completely kidding, right? But I, I missed it. It's, but. So I'm not The reason really? I bring it up is because it's. Like this, it's the summertime. I'm trying to live outside. I'm trying right. to like. Yeah. I'm Actually, white no, as fuck. I, I, I don't give a fuck. I'll cook in the sun. Yeah. If it means being Jake able to will drink look like bacon next beer. week. I know. That's what I want. I will say I bought that that pop up canopy thing for the back deck. It's incredible. Right. Yeah. I like hanging out outside on the deck. It today was like the perfect day for it, and I was stuck at fucking work all day. Um. We get it. You work. <laughs> So does everyone else. Shut but up. but no, I loved I loved open air. Open air was super cool because of the the lighting. The the so give the, me give me give me a feel of what open air is like. It's give me, like give me a, the dimensions. It's like it looks like a Coachella of, like section. Like it looks like a section that would be at Coachella where people like hot people would just be like chilling and like hanging out because there's like cool wearing lighting. their very just, like, high slathered, fashion slathered buttery abs. All yeah, right, pretty much. Yeah. Like it's cool. We it's, got there after cool. dark. So I'll say, like, I'm just going to create the whole experience for you. Yeah, we got there after do. dark, please right? Do. And we go into the brewery to get my bottles because I had bottles on reserve because I got the online reservation, right? Oh, yeah. Um, Dope. So yes. we had this beer at the brewery, by the way. This is Green Dreams. That's the one that I had. Green Dreams. Green Dreams. Anyway, so at open air, it's, it's behind the brewery down the alleyway. So you look like you're going to get stabbed. Let's be honest. Oh, it's scary. it's like it's dark. There's no lighting in the alleyway whatsoever. But then you see this bright orange and blue coming around out from around the corner, and you're like, okay, that's the place where we're supposed to be. And so we walk down the alleyway, and it's um, it's a 
parking lot, for lack of a better term. Yeah. It's gravel, and it's maybe 30 feet wide by 80 feet deep, right? To the door of the... Um, to the door of the garage, and they have porta johns. <laughs> I'm all right. I'm gonna just talk about it. Good. Um, biggest pet peeve about the place is they took porta johns, something that is inherently non-gendered, and they made them gendered. What? <laughs> they <laughs> made a male one, a female one, and then an anyone one. Like they couldn't just keep a regular porta john with like a urinal thing and then the toilet. And just get three of them. Right. Or more. It looked like they had more. <laughs> My room. favorite was the experience that I had, though, because there was yeah. a couple walking up to them in front of me. I didn't know they were going to the Porta John. So I went, I was like, I gotta go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. And I went to go to the bathroom. And these this couple walks up behind or in front of me. And the man goes in the men's, and the woman goes into the anyone. She literally like looks back and she goes, Oh, I should probably use the anyone. So the only one that's left is the women's. And I'm like, I'm, I, I understand, but I'm like, I'm not going to go into the women's. I'd rather right, have gone into right, the anyone. Right. But I'm not going to go and take a leak in a porta john that's designed for people who sit down when they pee. You know what I mean? It was weird because the anyone uh, porta john didn't have one of the urinals. So it's like the same. It was literally, it, it was the, literally same the same thing because the, the men's didn't one. either. The men's uh, didn't Honestly, have, at that point, like, uh, well, like I've been yeah. at Grist House and like, People at Gris House just like they like they end up just like there's lines and the men's room is always open so they they just split the the rooms like yeah they but they took something that's already that already doesn't have genders <laughs> and they made it gendered like it it see it makes no sense to me that's so and weird. but like it, it's still it's, a cool place like, no very cool um, they have tables so they have they have picnic tables and then they have like these little alcoves where you can get like. Is they can get like what fifteen people sitting around this like table, right? So you could have closed the door, Jake. We can hear you peeing. <laughs> you guys must not have seen. You must not have seen my tweet about how uh, my mom dumps water in the hand soap dispensers when there's like a quarter inch of soap left. Oh no, she I do. Doesn't want to waste it. Yeah, I know, and that's exactly what happened when I went in your restroom. Yep. Um, that, we've had that that hand soap has been here for at least six months. Do you guys use hand soap? Wait, that that one down here? Yeah, that was wait, here when we moved in. Vanilla bean Noel. That <laughs> that was here when we Nick, moved in. Buy, I'm gonna I'm buying you guys hand soap. It's so gross. <laughs> anyway, yeah, BJ Open Air actually really cool. Yeah, um, but um, like real scary to get to. <laughs> So, so like it's so cool what at night. We, I don't know how cool what are we I look, feel. What are we looking it. for? The, I think the main question was, what do we think? If you could do. Anything with an outdoor area at a brewery, what would you do, Alex? Austin, I would have like I would have as many like I would pack <laughs> as many tables as possible in without like I don't know I I think people so need Alex to get wants better. people lapped up in this bitch. <laughs> no no no. Actually, I was gonna say I was gonna say honestly like unpopular opinion. I don't want anyone there. <laughs> he I wants want it to just be me. <laughs> Right, Alex just wants a Adirondack in the yes, middle of the woods. Absolutely, please. <laughs> That's just, just, all I need. just give me a beer. Some one server comes out, gives me a beer. He wants goes dudes. Back. He wants dudes wall twerking. It absolutely, doesn't matter. Absolutely, all the time. Absolutely. I just want hot dudes. Austin, hot dudes everywhere. Server has let's, to walk a mile. Let's, let's hear Austin's beer. opinion because I know that like Austin. So we spent a lot of time together in in one of the 
weirdest places. <laughs> One of the most boring places in Pennsylvania. <laughs> but he grew up there. So oh, you're talking about Lake? Yeah. Got, so he, I know that he has a lot of very uh, diversified opinions in terms of the bars that he's been to. My old home and my new home. So let's let's hear what your thoughts are. For, well, for the outside stuff, I think I actually like a lot what um, the the idea at least. Of what, of what Gris House does. That's not working. You keep turning away from the mic. We can hear it. it. We can That's hear fine. it very clearly. It's fine. It doesn't come across in the, in the podcast. He does a good job of editing it. Ah. Um, but no, like, I, I like what Gris House does in that they try to give uh, people a space to hang around outside. They've got enough tables that if you want to chill as a group, you can go do that. I love the fire pits out there. Um, I, don't, I do love a good fire pit. Most breweries aren't open late enough, I feel like, for a fire pit to be fully functional. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's Pittsburgh's issue, is like a lot of them close so early. Yeah. And I, I, that's, that's, I feel like that's a separate issue, though. I, I like the idea of Gris House, but I, I generally don't like the clientele that goes there. I feel like that's mm. the one that like everyone just knows because it's like everyone just hangs out outside with like dogs. Yeah. And yeah. I, it's um, generally people that I, I the don't. Dogs. I do like Spoonwood's out, outside area. It is cool, yeah. It's it's very, like, I mean, it's right up against that rock face. And it's very clean. It it's is. Very, it's very... But they have that grass, like, where they do the cornhole tournament in the summer, which is super awesome. I love drinking games, uh, even if it's not like a, you know, oh, throw a bag, drink a beer, like, type of thing. But it's it's an activity that you can do while you're drinking. Throw so, a bag, yes. drink a beer, so, dead in five minutes. So, yeah. so that actually kind of brings me, like... As much as I like the idea and the concept that Grist House is going for, I don't actually like their outside area. It's it's a bad location for them to have an outside area. Like there's there's nothing. It's all residential and kind of gross to look at. Yes. Yeah. Millville is not a yeah, that's fair. Very that's a that's a fair um, point. High end feel to and, it, and it's just <laughs> right? it's like I, I think they've got. A really bad um, uh, ratio, if you will, if you will, of like size to seating. Like, if you had more seating and you could fit more people out there, great. If you had less seating and you could have a cornhole thing, like um, it's not a not a brewery, but like Hofbrau House has in their beer garden. You know, if if it were more like that, because they still have the gravel or the the rocks as. As kind of their their bedding that you're walking. It's kind of like Southern Tier, also. Yeah, uh, but I yeah. like Southern Tier because the like dog friendly side, the the um, the fact that the bar is outside and inside, like that that just that's a great design to me. Right, and I, I think I just wish the for me, yeah. for me the most crucial thing is do you have taps outside? So so oh, when well, I think of I a of great outdoor area. I think of Trillium. So Trillium in Canton has an outdoor area. They have, I think they have probably space that could fit 80 to 100 people outside, at least. And go on. They, they do it very well because they don't have their full list outside. So that's what BG does. BG right. has so they three have, beers. Right, and they have a certain amount of taps. And it's and five I, bucks. Right, and I like that. And, and it's, it's again, it's clean. It's like, you know, you can pick from these or you can go inside, bring it back outside. It doesn't matter. Like, the fluidity is really what I like where you can... You See, can, that's the opposite of BG, though. You can't take their glassware right, outside. Right, it's right. all plastic outside, and that's it. And I'm sure that's a uh, 
township ordinance or whatever. Yeah, you know, it's like, by design. But I, right. I like I like the ability to to take whatever you have around it, and and that's the thing. If if all it takes is for D, or for BG to say, you know, are you going outside? Plastic cup, take it. It's that's fine, and and, and people can do that, right? It's it's there's no. nothing. No, they can't. Actually, you you can't take anything from inside outside of BG. Like it's just not an option. You have to get whatever as at open air is what you're drinking at open air. Okay, that's it. well, it's it's also you know not part right of the next brewery. Door. Yeah, right. it's not so, part of the brewery. That's yes, the thing. exactly right. So that's that's a whole different story. If yeah. you have a place that's right next door and you're saying, "Hey, I'm going outside," but that's the thing with Trillium is that they have they allow glass in there. Yeah, like Gris House. Gris House does too. Yeah, right. So. so so yeah, I mean that's that's a whole different situation. Like obviously, if you can't if you're if you can't allow people to have glass or anything like that out there, there's not much you can do about it. Right. But no, I get it. What I what I would love to see is for DG to have right where their food trucks are. You know, like adjacent to the building, have like a little bit of a patio or something like that, where, so, where people can go outside and all that kind of stuff. For Lustra Day, they did open up the back where you can hang out in the alley, like in the gravel. So you could hang out in the brewery area or the tap room or outside. So I think that they're working towards having that be part of their experience where you can go out and hang out on the patio or, you know, the gravel area. But again, that's, there's not going to be a tap room out there. They're not right. going to so have like a it, mobile when truck. When you're confined or, by, you know, the space that you're in, like I'd imagine that if you were to go to Brooklyn, Mm-hmm. You, you, you're not going to see a lot of places that have a beer garden or, or a place that you can really go outside. Unless it's on the roof. But if you have that available which, to you... Oh, those are... Which that would be dope. You talk, about, talk about rooftop bar. Like, rooftop bars set the shit off. That is one of my favorite things. We were at New Amsterdam and the vibes are always night. good on did you go to Did you go to the Cinderland's Warehouse, though? I haven't been there. Oh. Are they open seven days? They're not. Oh. So... Next They're time. outdoor upstairs, killer money. It's so cool. They, I mean, it's just tables and and umbrellas and stuff, but they have the full bar right there behind you. Like you can walk in ten feet and you're at the bar, or you can I, like Sarah and I went the first night that it was open. We stopped in to grab a, a pint, and we got a beer downstairs because Ian was working the bar downstairs. Hi, Ian. Um, Go. We went upstairs to check out the bar, and then rolled outside. It was a nice night. We're sitting there, leaning on the railing, looking over into the strip district. Like super cool. I mean, there's not a lot to see there. It's all buildings, like right next to you. But it's just really nice to be outside drinking a beer. Yeah. Right. So especially in the summer. Oh, it's great. It is a really cool place. I was there um, a couple weeks ago, and it's it's a really cool place to hang out. Um, um, that was, yeah, I, I, again, wasn't like a super big fan of the clientele that was there, but I, I think that's like when people have a place to drink outside, like that's where all the people that I don't like go. <laughs> so Alex is not a very, very no, fond not. of this I, conversation. I, I, you know, I, I um, love an outside area, but you know, I'm never going to be satisfied with the people that are the people that are there. But yeah, so I, we've, we've. This, this conversation is to be continued. Yeah, yeah. Like let's there, are, there are so many more opinions that we can add to this. Yeah. This podcast is running a, a little bit long. Yeah. yeah. So and it was it was good to have everyone back. Yeah, everyone it's really nice when Jake's in town to be able to hang out, drink some beers together, even though he's fucking leaving after this, which is bullshit. Do we want to wrap up by taking a listener voicemail? 
Wait, what? No one, no one responds we to didn't, any wait, of our... We, we <laughs> kept saying we were going to do uh, IG Live, and we didn't do it. No, we didn't. Um, so... Just, so I think so. Here's up. here's here's what I want to do for next week. I'm I'm in Oregon next week. Let's bring back Brewer of the Week. Okay. Okay. So we're gonna do. We'll you know. Yeah, we'll, somebody we'll figure we it out. Get. So uh, there are a lot of bottle shops up there that I can get. Some uh, probably not like East Coast East Coast stuff. Other than like you know the massive place. I mean I I have bottle boxes. I can mail you stuff. Dogfish Head. It, uh, I have bottle boxes. What? I have bottle boxes. Okay. I can mail stuff to you. No, don't. don't Just all right. Done. Thank you guys for listening. This has been a it's been a <laughs> fun episode. Yeah, uh, it's, we, we covered a, a lot. It's a long episode, but I think this is definitely one of our better ones recently. From uh, uh, <laughs> everything from what brew uh, from beer festivals to inclusion to in outdoor areas. And I yeah. I want to continue this outdoor area. Yeah, 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 oh yeah. Because because this is like well, we let's are a, we'll in open the it up heart to... of the summer right now. Yeah, and this is going to be a hotbed topic for the next three four months. Right, because we started this in the summertime last year, and I don't think we ever really covered the outdoor experience when it comes to craft beer. Yeah. So let's um let's get on uh let's get on making a list of stuff that you can do outdoors with craft beer like frisbee golf or you know cornhole like stuff like that. Actual golf. Actual golf, yeah, is one thing. Um, I don't know that I drink craft beer on the golf course, that's, but that's true. You know, like yeah, you'd but you have like, like top golf, like top golf could could incorporate craft beer very easily. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially in the Pittsburgh area, mm-hmm. it sort of depends on where you're at because they have locations all over yeah. the place. But right. Anyway, so in summation, uh, thanks again for tuning in again and again, again. Great. Let's, cheers. Uh, Thank you and cheers toast. to everybody. Cheers. Hello, and welcome to the end of the podcast. You made it this far, so why don't you go and follow us on social media? At The Weekly Recap on Instagram. At The Weekly Recap 1 on Twitter. Or email us, theweeklyrecap1 at gmail.com. And we'll see you next week.